0: All right, we are live. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the special edition of the Monero Coffee Chat here in November. We did not have one two weeks ago because we're trying out a new initiative, but we're here today for a very important episode to cover the Monero 0.15 hard fork, the, the network upgrade as it happens in real time. So this is a lively conversation to get excited going up. It will happen in about one hour. Um, we can send a link in chat so that you can follow along too. Of course, you can watch us watch us here. We'll be refreshing our nodes and things to see as things go on. But uh, let's start with introductions. Um, I guess before we go there though, I'd like to give a little bit of background of what these coffee chats are for. So these are great monthly community check-ins that we have In order to answer questions, give updates to people on on what they're working on in the Monero community, and overall just have a line of communication. So, this chat is as much it is really more for you than it is for us to participate. We all love having fun anyway, but we're here to answer your questions. So. Ask questions in, in the uh, in the chat. We'll be sure to address them as the stream is happening. And uh, we're really happy that you're joining us today. There's a good number of you joining, um, which which is really awesome. If I look at the analytics here, it's about uh, you know 37 so far, and of course there'll be many people hopefully joining later. Um, Ricardo, Fluffy Pony, Spogny will be joining us later too. In addition to hopefully some other people. But uh, we can kick off with who is currently here with introductions. Um, my name is Justin. I'm the organizer of the Monero Community Workgroup along with Diego, who is also here. And um, I guess I can hand it straight over to Diego. Diego, introduce yourself, please. Hey,
1: everybody. My name is Diego Salazar. Um, I. I'm um, happy to be here. I, for those of you who don't know me, I do some things around the community. I do some community things. I do some design things. I do some website things. I do some resource deployment things. Um, I am a Monero person through and through. Um, <clears throat> I say the pledge of allegiance to Monero every morning. So uh, you know that I am, I'm am about whoa, as legit we have as he come. a pledge? <laughs> Are you telling me you have not been saying the pledge? No okay and so i am going to pass it off to doug need money 90 no 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 before before
0: before i allow this handoff to occur you need to give the pledge what is this (laughs) pledge you are reciting i need to give this pledge
1: uh okay um hmm. just
2: putting you on the spot now you gotta gotta i I
0: can't hear this and let it go i need to call you out on it. What, what is this pledge
1: okay you start with your your hand over your heart and then your other hand over the place where your other heart isn't and then um uh, I pledge my life, my soul, and my love to Monero forevermore, and evermore, and evermore. Amen.
3: All right.
1: That was recorded, <laughs> by the way.
2: We're gonna we're gonna be clipping that.
1: <laughs> so this is uh, definitely
0: not a not a cult, though. Of course.
1: Yes, this is. <laughs> uh, I, I this this is not the Church of Monero, everybody.
0: All right, thank you for teaching me something new about the Monero community I was not aware of, Diego. All right, Doug, now you can take it off. You can introduce yourself.
2: Yeah, I'm a moderator. Uh, I do various moderation stuff in the community. Generally, to just gauge consensus and uh, engage the community with trying to figure out what they want and then implement it. It's worked all right so far.
0: All right. Thank you, Doug. Okay, Lee, how about you introduce yourself, please?
4: Yeah, so I'm Lee. Let me see if I can get better bandwidth there. I'm Lee, also known as VT Nerd on the GitHub and the forums. I've uh, been contributing to Monero for a few years now in the Monero Demon core. Uh, I've also did some optimization back on my Monero back when. I'm not sure how many people realize that. And uh, yeah, I don't know. I think that's about it.
0: It's great to have you on. Um, if you're watching this, make sure you ask all the networking related questions. Lee knows all that stuff, he's, he's a cool dude. All right, Rotten, can you introduce yourself and welcome to your first coffee chat.
3: Thank you very much. Um, well, um, I go by Rotten on Reddit and Twitter. Uh, um, I come from Venezuela. I'm a millennial in the cryptocurrency space because I first heard about Bitcoin in 2017 but fell down the rabbit hole. And once I found Monero, I I found a real passion because it's fungible. Um, recently, we came out with our first and unique thus far, to the best of my knowledge, Spanish Monero podcast. And I'm very excited to be here today.
2: Welcome, Ron. This is your first coffee chat, right?
3: Yeah.
2: Good to have you here.
0: Thank you <laughs> Excellent. We can definitely come back to that uh, podcast. I'd love to hear about the inspirations that you had for making it and what you plan to do with the series. I know you already have two episodes out, um, but of course, let's focus on the we'll start by focusing on the main topic on everyone's mind this upcoming Monero zero point fifteen network upgrade and if you haven't upgraded yet, please download zero point fifteen point zero point one <laughs> just a point release um, for the major zero point fifteen release. And, uh, you know, get get those nodes running along because they will be on a different network in about an hour here. So please do that. Uh, it's the number one thing you should prioritize over watching us, of course. Um, so, Diego, can you walk us through some of the major changes that people can uh, you know expect what are included in the 0.15 release?
1: Yeah, sorry, I hadn't muted myself. Uh, so... If you want to know what is included in this new release, you have come to the right place. Um, We have a blog post also on the getmonero.org website. It is the most recent one. It kind of summarizes all this stuff as well as having links to kind of the full thing. But some of the biggest stuff that we've got going on here The big one, everyone knows, it's been the talk of the town for quite some time. Random X, we're switching our proof of work algorithm, hashtag one last time, uh, in the hopes that this will uh, ward off ASICs. And if it doesn't, and if our own hubris has led us to our destruction, then we uh, will have the discussion about potentially moving toward an ASIC friendly algorithm. But we are keeping our optimistic outlook that this is going to succeed and we are gonna be uh, successful in this endeavor so random x is the big one and that's coming up in about an hour so that's really fantastic uh as well <clears throat> let me see i'm gonna just go ahead and read through so on uh the gui i'm just reading this bullet list off here we have better tails support so for those of you who use tails because you like anonymity and being sneaky well now it's better for you um We've got some UI UX stuff like um, readjusting the transaction page. I actually downloaded it not too long ago and then it's, you know, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. Um, <clears throat> they've com- they've kind of redesigned some of the things uh, I, I I'm trying not to go into my user interface stuff. So I'm just, I'm just gonna, they re- they re- redesigned some stuff and it's pretty good. Um, the, the underlying CLI has some pretty neat stuff going on as well. Like, um, okay, f- f- correct me if I'm wrong, Lee, but the CLI does have Tor support and does have ITP support. It's just not in the GUI. Uh, correct. Well, yes, where it's ongoing. We have
4: support to broadcast transactions over Tor ITP. However, all data... Is not sent over. There's no mode to do all data yet, unless you're using Torsox. Uh, so that's something that Monero move pinged me about was to get basically all, you know, block retrieval and everything over Tor. So currently you can only do transaction broadcasting, which helps with privacy. Obviously that was the main goal of that. Um, and so the main reason why we haven't, I'm sorry to extend it. The main reason why we were limiting that was we were, were there's some concerns, I guess, over um, it, it, you can't really ban nodes over Tor I2P, um, because it's private by default. So you can't ban like an IP address. So there's some questions over denial of service kind of thing and whether, I mean, we'll probably just enable it and it will be something that we say, Hey, maybe only people that know what they're doing should really do this because of that for the time being. <laughs> but that's the reason why we have, we didn't put it. Otherwise the code isn't too hard to add it. Um, other than we have to make sure that we don't have a leak of DNS or something like that which is like Um, a pain to scrub through the code and that's about it so anyway sorry to over explain that but
2: um do you have you heard of chelmi and ecash before Uh, chelmi and
4: ecash i i know about it but i don't know anything any details
2: yeah it was one of the predecessors to bitcoin um and it had an actual fatal flaw that may be actually useful in this case the benefit of Xiaomi and eCash was it allows you to mint tokens uh, from a central bank that are effectively fungible. You can give them to somebody and then they can go and deposit them into the bank and the bank is not able to connect the sender and the receiver. They're unlinkable. Um, but the downside is the bank needs to sign the token every single time. Uh, so it may be possible for connecting to nodes over Tor I2P to have the nodes give out tokens for people uh, when they want to reconnect to the node, and then uh, the person can spend the token over Tor I2P without linking it to the, the previous connection that they had.
4: Yeah, this sounds not the control, this sounds similar. Uh, Mitchell, aka Ismus, <laughs> discussed stuff with proof of work, um, which would be a similar concept yeah. where you're effectively, to prevent spam control, you're paying to, to connect over Tor I2P that way. You're just not getting spammed in, in bogus information. Yeah, I mean, uh, that sounds like something I'll have to look into because that might be, yeah, I don't know. I'll have to, we'll have to just exhaust off. Well, for the first cut, we'll probably just enable it, but I think long term, whether it's safe or whether everyone should use it is going to be an open question until we do something like you suggested. Because, like, I mean, the, we got a lot of it, flag for it, this. It, it's-
2: connect over I two P without the nodes being able to determine that it was the same user connecting, but you also want to prevent denial of service. Yep. So yep. That's that's with with those two things. I mean, giving them tokens that they have to go and spend is one option. Having them do a token amount of work, like a proof of work gating, is another solution. Though it's still vulnerable to botnets and stuff trying to take take us down. So we'll, we'll see. Yeah, I'll
4: have to. I'm curious. I'll look into that. I mean, I. I don't know what will come of it, but it's interesting because we, that is this issue. I mean, uh, we got a lot of flack on Reddit for why we didn't open up Tor to everything. And, and I was trying to explain, well, I mean, we have all this code that's banning people and, and Howard just today was claiming how many people, how many nodes he had banned. Not personally, but it was an automatic ban through the software because they were doing bogus requests. So this does happen. Yeah. Yeah yeah it's unfortunate but as far as the transaction broadcasting that's why it was like the minimal amount of information to get up and going so we thought that and the, i think the gui the, the hold up there was probably they needed to make it a one click button access and we needed to get uh, seed nose over that and figure out community members to do that so that's probably one of their bigger hold ups because they just want to click a button and go whereas currently for the cli you have to manually specify nodes, which is not something that someone using a GUI would expect. So we have to improve that both in the CLI and the and the GUI. We'll probably improve it in the CLI and the GUI just hits a button and and it's it's like the other PP network.
1: Gentlemen, gentlemen, I'm afraid I'm going to have to break up this wonderful discussion. Uh, we can continue on this vein a little bit later, but uh, we still have, uh, we still want to let the people know what is going on with the Carbon Chameleon release. Um, but yeah, yeah, we we will get back to networking. We need to kind of section this off. Um, the, the conversation dare you is really good. Let's
2: get us back on topic. And-
1: you know what? You know what? Uh, I am. I am taking one for the team here. I know everyone's going to hate me after this, but, uh, yeah, we, we're going to, we need to kind of move back on schedule. We only have an hour and then however long we want to do this guys, like it's not an infinite amount of time. Uh, I'm just, I'm, I'm joking. So, um, uh, sorry to take the spotlight again. I just cannot stand to not be in center stage. So, uh, <laughs> we're going back to what is, what is new with this, what kind of Monero software? Um, one of the kind of new exciting things is a pay per service system that has kind of been implemented into the CLI, and so what what this means is that now nodes can um, is it require payment or offer payment uh, for like if I want to run a uh, a full node and other people want to connect to it, I can charge for remote node services, and that's kind of all built in uh, into the to the wallet these days. I'm getting a teeny big a bit of echo from somebody. Uh, Yeah, if you're not speaking, it'd be good if uh, you can press mute on your thing just so there's no echo. We've had some problems with that in the past, and typically that will solve the problem. Um, Some a couple other things. Uh, We are removing long payment ID support. Uh, So this has been in discussion for quite some time. Uh, Basically, we had really, really long payment IDs and... A lot of exchanges, they were not good for privacy. They were really annoying to, to work with. And
2: you have a super private Monero transaction and then you just go and you stick a little number to it every time. Like yeah, it's, it's, it's... It, it makes it stand out. Like every time you deposited into an exchange that used a payment ID, you had that number of the account that you were depositing into just permanently sitting on the chain. It was like total garbage for privacy. Yeah, this this and- is like a, a, an obvious change. It has been a long time in the making, and honestly, it should have happened sooner. But that's just my opinion.
1: It, it, it was tough because even though there were better options available, like integrated addresses and sub addresses, uh, some of the big exchanges like Binance and uh, I think Bittrex and a few others just refused to change. Um, so we deprecated these and let them know you guys need to upgrade because they're not going to be a thing anymore. And they have i i I don't know i know that some of them are like really cutting it close last like the last second uh but have the the ones that were doing that like binance have they actually upgraded as of yet does anybody know nobody knows okay um well somebody check and find out for us and tell us in the chat
0: yeah i know they promised to upgrade i know they have scheduled downtime but um it it currently isn't live What was that, Doug?
2: Uh, who who is, this is this again?
0: Binance. Yeah, okay.
2: So I have been in discussion with Binance. Uh, I don't want to throw any shade, but we've been talking to them for four months and poking them occasionally. Um, and they, they've continually told me over the months that they are on track and everything is good. Um, including when we said that we were pushing the fork date back from uh, October to November, for the 30th. And at this point, uh, I mean, they asked me a couple of questions about change consolidation yesterday. Maybe it was two days ago. And I haven't heard anything from them since. I can send them a ping. Um, I'm not sure exactly how much it would do other than them saying they're on track. Uh,
1: (laughs) On track for for the next hour, huh?
2: Yeah, I don't know. I just... I'm. I want to give them the benefit of the doubt, and I have been for a few months. But I, I just hope they pull th- pull it together. We'll see. This is this is not on the Monero team. Like Monero has taken uh, every opportunity possible to make sure that Binance is actually updated in this.
0: They did at least make an announcement this to indicate that they would support it. Um, along with a few other exchanges.
1: So, yeah, I guess we'll just have to see. Um, Other than that, you know, like I said, we've got some Toritp stuff going on. We have IPv6 support for those of you that get excited about those kinds of things. And uh, Automatic Public Node Discovery, so that's,
2: that's way cooler actually. That, that, is, that that's, doesn't that's sound actually, that cool. That's amazing, that's amazing. though. Like yeah, automatic it's- discovery is like massive. Do you know how many people complain when you're sitting on like Monoruo and you have to actually select your node it doesn't just give you one? People, are, people just get so confused by that. Automatic node discovery is gonna make like mobile wallets and stuff
5: a hundred times
0: easier. Well, let me take a small step back. Like uh, Monero actually was the first wallet uh, that supported this automatic search of the network, and yes, it yes. reduced like it reduced support requests on Monero by like ninety five percent. Like it's just astronomical. Um, and then Cake Wallet has a similar auto adjustment. It's not the same type of remote search feature, to my understanding, but they have a similar feature that provides a similar user experience. And having this feature built into the simple wallet of the GUI doesn't sound like a big step forward, but it really, really helps to make sure that users get a really simple user experience without trusting a single party to deliver nodes to them. Instead, they're able to search the network, and it is ultimately a very, very large improvement. Even though, you know, it's 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 something users don't even think about. It's this really awesome back end thing that's happening. Um, so I'm really proud that this is sort of implemented. Uh,
1: w- Justin, I noticed that we have many new people here. Do we want them to go ahead and introduce themselves to everybody? Anyone? Yeah, I was
0: about to, to do that a second. Are there any other final comments you want to give on the updates that came out?
1: It's a bigger number than the previous one, 0.15, as opposed to 0.14. Uh, so bigger is better. Um, that's, that's Yeah, that's what I got to say.
0: All right. Thank you, Diego, for that rundown. Um, so Gingeropolis, you are joining us for the first time. Hello. Do you want to introduce? Oh, congratulations! Thank you for joining us on this coffee chat. Can you introduce yourself? I, I mean, I imagine most people who hang out in the Minero community know who you are, but can you introduce yourself to those who haven't run into you before somehow? Um, please.
5: Sure. Um, I'm Gingeropoulos. I've been around for a while. Um, I can't code, but I pretend to try. Um, so I've just been. Really pro Monero ever since I discovered it and tried to help out any way I can. Um, and it's good to it's good to see this auto node discovery because that means the the death of Monero world. So <laughs> no more no more node scraping scripts will have to comb through the Monero network, um, which is good to hear. It's not as not as centralized, which is really nice. that we can get that uh, public remote node service. Without having the centralized aspect of it, um, yeah, I don't know what else there is to really introduce I just I've just been here a while and I just I'm still here because the the project just keeps getting better and better and I do what I can to try and help
0: absolutely can you actually just interject with a small background on what Monero world is and why you made it
5: uh sure so um Many years ago uh it became obvious that you know people wanted to get some way to do uh mobile wallets or light wallet clients and the only one out there that that worked was um my monero um and it's it sort of came up with uh with fluffy pony at one point in monero dev he's like, why don't we just you know just do a round robin with a bunch of random nodes i p s and then people can just you know share. Their are Monero nodes for remote um, for wallet users to connect to, and that sort of sat idle for a while until I Googled what round robin DNS was, and then I figured out what that was, <clears throat> and then um, I actually did it once just with the round robin DNS. I used uh, Afraid.org DNS services just to to set up, um, you know, whoever was whoever's IP addresses wanted to donate, you know. Their services to this effort, and then um, and then I realized we could hack the uh, the Monero peer-to-peer network uh, using the whitelist, um, you know, the peer list that are sent around to the Monero nodes, and just use those lists of IPs, and then scan those IPs to try to find people that had open uh, RPC ports. Um, so that's that's what the next iteration of it was, um, and then other folks stepped in. Um, I'm spacing on their names right now. But uh you know, they they made it so that uh the node scanning was better or that it just populated the DNS entry with five points, uh with five IP so it didn't overload some some clients. Um but that might have been too too long winded of, of an answer, I don't know. But the uh, you know, the main the, the main thing is that there was a need for a um just a way to have light, light wallets that didn't require users running their own node. And as, as much as I, you know, I, I sort of watched it grow and was like, "Oh, this is horrible. <laughs> people aren't running their own nodes. <laughs> like, come, come on, people, just run your own nodes." But I don't know. It, it filled a, it, it filled a need, and it, it was like a good sort of stopgap solution. I think um, that did what it had to do and allowed mobile wallets to exist. And um, you know, I always hoped that it would evolve into something that didn't require the, the centralized services. And, and here we are. Uh, with this release, we'll see this um, automatic uh, public service node discovery as well as a way to incentivize uh, people running these nodes um, to keep running them. So um, did that get at your, your question? okay thanks.
0: it did it did um to those of you who have used monero before who did not run a node you've probably relied upon the infrastructure that he set up so that that's why i was really i thought it was really cool for him to speak about it uh, so thank you for doing that uh, yeah how and,
5: many and, coffee
2: chats have you been in before ginger
5: Uh this is my first it yeah, just happens so. just happened to be that i'm you know, visiting in-laws and there's downtime. So, and there's a fork happening. So I'm, I'm here watching my, my screen, <laughs> so I might as well join in.
2: You know, Thanksgiving holiday, best thing to do is watch a countdown timer. <laughs>
5: <laughs> exactly. Um, But yeah, Justin, to your point, I mean, yeah, I, I, it's it's as much as uh my, my effort to create this Manowar World thing as it is really the communities because if if uh, if you can code and you can look at the original Monero world script, it was a a hack a hack of all hacks, and um, you know people just took it and went with it, and it grew. So, um, yeah, it's it's something we all did. So it's cool.
0: Okay, we're, we're, I'm really pleased that you're on. Uh, thank you for joining us, and I know we're all excited about the update coming on. <laughs> all right, Scott, can you introduce yourself, please?
6: Yeah, sure. Uh, I'm XMR Scott. Uh, I have a pretty minor role, but I'm still happy to contribute. Uh, My main contributions are uh, primarily being one of the, for lack of a better word, consistent Japanese translators across the ecosystem, as well as occasionally helping out with the uh, DEF CON stuff that we have every year. So. So, if you know a second language, just a quick shout out, if you know a second language other than English, feel free to go to translate.getmonero.org and help contribute, so.
2: Good to have you on, Scott.
0: <laughs> also do the important contribution of showing up for a lot of these coffee chats, so it's not just Diego and I talking at each other all the time, yeah. so yeah. it's very appreciated.
1: <laughs> for those of you that have seen me by myself on the coffee chat having to talk for 40 minutes, you know, that we, this is something we do not want. So,
0: <laughs> All right. Uh, JD Grassi, can you, JD Grassi, can you introduce yourself please?
7: Hi. Hi. Uh, I finally made it to the coffee chat. I know that you've been, <laughs> you've been hassling me to join for a month. <laughs> um, so yeah, to those of you that don't know me, um, I I have a a pretty limited role. I I do some coding on the on the Monero project. Um, so on the kind of core software, uh, I also uh, write a number of other pieces of code. So I've written a pool implementation, which is uh, fast and slim. Um, I also spend a l- more time than I should on a Stack Exchange, uh, trying to help people with questions, whether they be technical or otherwise, um, and uh, it's kind of addictive. Addictive, uh, but it's uh, but it, I, I hope it helps people. So, uh, so, so I might have to duck in and out of this call because I've got a load of machines that I want to make sure are, uh, that switch over correctly in, uh, what is it, under an hour now. So, um, so yeah.
0: Well, it's great that you're able to finally join one of these. And, um, yeah, Giddi Grassi works on a lot of other stuff on the back end, so he's happy to answer their questions if he's here, speaking for him, of course. And, um, <laughs> yeah, Bye everyone's uh, looking forward to switch over their machines and ready. I have a node showing here. Let's let me just run and see what the current block height is. It is um, one nine seven eight four one four. At least that's what I'm getting right now. Yeah, that's nineteen
1: blocks to go. Yeah, very close. Forty
0: minutes. So close. It's very exciting. Okay, well, so I have a few more topics I want to address. um, You know, during the call. So, um, Rotten, you recently started that Spanish podcast that you talked about. Can you speak about? what you're doing and what prompted you to start this initiative
3: uh yeah sure um i don't know i was just chatting with andres from monero who uh the, the android wallet and i proposed to him that we should do a spanish neuro podcast and it just went from there um it's been a cool experience so far um of course i need to get in better shape regarding the knowledge about how Monero works. And the nature of the podcast initially is very open mic. It's very laid back. Uh, we're shooting for having some interviews in the future. Although, as you may imagine, it it is kind of tough to bring another language in a community because I don't know many Spanish speakers there is a guy in Monero Outreach, but that's about it. Uh, recently, I was chatting with AGS and R. Brunner on the IRC channel. And it sounds like they might come on in the future. Uh, these two uh, first episodes were very uh, fundamental. In the first one, we talked about the compromised binaries. Such a mess. <laughs> and. In the second one, we went over the fork, the random x fork, and it's always uh, challenging for me because most, if not all, the stuff that I learn about Monero or Bitcoin are always in English, and that flipping switch when I'm talking on the podcast is kind of tall for me but i'm I'm getting to it, and Andres has <clears throat> provided. Very easier terms and ways to explain analogies, and it's exciting for me. Um, we hope to do monthly episodes, and let's see what comes out for December or January.
2: It's really neat that you're actually starting this at the point that random X is starting because CPUs are everywhere. Um, this this is potentially more accessible than GPU mining to people in. Uh, spanish-speaking countries etc yeah
3: i'm very excited um given that i come from venezuela i keep telling my friends and my family that they should at the very least get those cpus or all computers on so they can make i don't know one buck a month you have
2: subsidized electricity right
3: yeah it's it's pretty much for free uh and there is ways around you can Also, this is not an advice, but you can work around the government and you can start even not having that electricity uh, reported to the government. And it's such a hot mess that my family have months without paying electrical bills, just because the government doesn't issue them. Even though they have electricity, they're not paying for it. So It's like
2: like you're in a ton of turmoil at the moment. Yeah.
3: (laughs) I don't know if any of you have any other questions or if you want to suggest anything for the podcast, I'm happy to hear.
2: Yeah, it'd be great if one of your podcast episodes went over how to convert your regular computer that you use at home into a mining rig because CPUs are pretty ubiquitous everywhere. That'd be yeah. really need to have an episode on that in Spanish so that uh, they can follow along.
3: Yeah, I believe uh, we have a Monero uh, group chat in Spanish uh, on Telegram. And few people always come out and say, hey, how do I start mining? And I post some links to pools and mining software. They will really need, to have uh, an episode on that. Thank you for that.
0: Yeah, I think having just a lot of those introductory basics because, I mean, we don't, there, there isn't that infrastructure right now. We kind of have it for English. At least I think we have a lot of the really basic introductory videos and things in English, but we don't really have that for other languages. So I think it's great that you're Starting this foundation up for a very large number of users that really can take advantage of Monero, that that's excellent. That's the whole point of why Monero exists, at least from my perspective. Everyone might have their own opinion, but I think it's really important.
3: Yeah. Someone's I, asking.
0: Uh, sorry, someone asked in the chat how they can join the Spanish Telegram group. So, um, can you also let people know how to do that?
3: Sure. Hold on a second. Let me try to go here. And yeah, uh, they should go on Telegram and just look up. Monero esp Monero E S P just like that and it should come up because it's it's a public group chat so they can join any time.
0: <clears throat> Excellent. Thank you, Rotten. I look forward to listening to your future episodes. I don't know how much of it I'll be able to understand, but I'll do my best.
3: <laughs> I mean we've mentioned you uh, we've mentioned Wonero, we've mentioned Howard, we mentioned Fluffy. We mentioned a lot of people in there. Uh <clears throat> and just to wrap up my thoughts on it, uh I think I mentioned it in the podcast, and even if I didn't, I would like to take the opportunity to say that this would this will be great if it sets a precedent for our uh foreigners to hop in and do their podcast i know monero has a great community uh in germany it would be wonderful if we have a german monero podcast uh there is really no judgment or you may make things wrong or say things that are not correct but that's how you learn so if we're going to centralize everything on english is it's cool because it's the universal language but it's also need to have communities be spread
0: yeah absolutely you need resources that everyone can digest and for many people english isn't that isn't a good source and so it's important that we have extra copies essentially and and new new content that's created so i absolutely agree with you that would be really cool Any other comments from people on this
2: topic? 29 minutes until the fork.
0: I know. 16. Let me send the link in real quick just in the chats for people to follow along if they're not running their own node. So the fork um, happens at block 1978433. And um, you can follow along with um, where that is and what the approximate countdown is by using the link I just sent. Um note that you will need to hit f five with this link in order to you know get the the real updated time because this is an approximation based off two minutes per block right so um you have to keep an eye on it um but uh hopefully you can all help keep us on us too as we're as we're chatting let us know when new blocks are found how many blocks left et cetera um that's that's that'd be very very helpful um Okay, um, I actually want to pass it back to you, Need Money Ninety for I think what is a, a good discussion topic in my opinion. You inserted uh, or recently created a Reddit post talking about Monero um, privacy coins and surveillance coins, and yeah. a, dis- a discussion of, has happened in other areas of the community many other times where people are saying, "Why do privacy? Why is Monero under this?" privacy coin label why is there a privacy coin label i know on monero talk uh, that, that's something that doug there has consistently brought up um and of course other people in the community probably have also and um so what was your thought about saying you know what we need to start calling out bitcoin transparent coins as surveillance coins and instead of just labeling monero as a privacy
2: coin I mean, I give saw a little bit of people power. talking about that in other avenues, and I, I really thought that it was uh, an interesting way of going about it because, I mean, f- cash needs to be fungible. Money needs to be fungible as, as a property. And I thought it was kind of odd that we were calling things that do not have uh, all of the properties of money uh, cryptocurrencies, like that just that feels off. And I, I guess the, the thought had been running through my head for a while after seeing people refer to them as surveillance coins or make a quip about, hey, like, we, we should just start calling Banero uh, just a cryptocurrency and then other things, surveillance coins. And I thought that was a really good idea. Like if, if, if we're going to actually make people think about it, we have to be slightly aggressive in our marketing. Uh, we're, we're not gonna get anywhere by passively sitting around and waiting for everybody to come to us. And yeah, it's it's slightly provocative to call them surveillance coins, but the reason that it's provocative is because it's true and people don't like having that shoved in their face. Um, and I, I'm, I'm very curious to see where things would go if we actually start taking that up as an advertising campaign. Um, some some people, again, aren't going to like it because it is provocative, but I mean, that's kind of the point. So, yep, that's I, that's why I made the thread.
0: Yeah, I think it's really cool. Um, I was told in the other coffee chats I should call people out a little bit more for answering questions. So I'm going to try that out now. Uh, Gingeropolis, would you like to give your perspective on what you think... Um what you think of the whole surveillance coin I'll, I'll call it a campaign or just the surveillance coin labeling for coins that do not have you know privacy features that are actually used that are realized by anybody.
5: Oh geez. <laughs> um yeah, I mean I've been I've been railing against the <clears throat> the storm since I discovered Monero in, you know, twenty fourteen or whatever. Um once I understood how transparent uh, Bitcoin was, and what Monero brought to the table, and once I really integrated the concept of fungibility into my understanding of what the, you know, what this new money is going to do, or you know, what the importance of fungibility and having a revolutionary new form of money, I was just like, why is everyone still just on this Bitcoin train? This is, this is not good. Um, so so yeah, I I, t- I totally I I get the sentiment behind the um you know calling the other coins uh, you know surveillance coins or transparent coins um you know wh- whether or not it's going to work I, I I'm not sure but <clears throat> I also think that the you know Monero having this privacy coin sort of title is also I think it's an artifact of just when Monero came into existence, you know, it was during that altcoin era when um, there were a lot of new coins being created and they needed reasons to exist, you know, because they weren't, they weren't Bitcoin. So to have this, this privacy technology um, allowed it to, to stand out on its own. Well, you know, it's crypto node and Bitcoin and all that. Um, so I think, I think having that name of a privacy coin is sort of just uh, what's that, what's that word for an appendage that's no longer needed. Um, I forget the term. Vestigial. Vestigial. There you go. Yeah. I think it's vestigial at this point. And, you know, people are starting to realize that, yeah, we need fungibility to be um, the new money. And, you know, I I think in, in some sense, Monero may shake the privacy coin moniker, but it might not, because um, it is sort of, it is sort of what sets it apart mostly. But now that I we're
2: think, I think the point isn't to shake the moniker; it's to make people think about Bitcoin as a surveillance asset. Like we, we can totally embrace being a privacy coin. Like I, I don't think we need to just completely try and dispense with it. Mm-hmm. But Bitcoin is a surveillance asset; it's tracks. Like just shout that from the hills it's true and that's the marketing is like make people think about what they're buying what they're using
7: yeah so i i have a kind of a view on this one and um i'm not sure that i completely agree with like the strategy of like calling other coins like bitcoin surveillance coins so so whilst i agree in, in the, the kind of underlying principle there being that obviously Bitcoin can be traced. It's not it's not as private and, and, and as anonymous as it was originally intended to be or was sold to people as. Um, but I do feel that like, like labeling a surveillance coin is kind of a little bit toxic. And also it kind of, I don't know i i, I just don't like I, i've kind of had enough of all the kind of fighting online at the moment with the various cryptocurrencies and and i actually you know how, not- how else do you
2: suggest that we warn people about what they're using
7: yeah for- I, I mean I, I, so so yeah no and, and i get that point as well i mean there there is a case of it's important to warn people but i don't know that warning people by saying it's a, a surveillance coin, it's by mm-hmm. stating something that isn't really its intention. I mean, How do well, you warn
2: people without seeming slightly toxic or like you're promoting Monero?
7: I mean, there is that problem as well. I mean, like anything, I don't, I don't have anything, an answer. Hey, here. hey,
2: buddy, your coin is actually being tracked by the government. Like, yeah, like there's look, these companies that are actually looking at it. Just that seems very in your face as well.
7: I mean, I I think I think that, like I said, I think there's there's elements of, and and I get the intention behind it. It just, if there's a way that it can be done without it sounding so toxic, I think would would be kind of would be preferable, basically. I mean, and there also there are, you know, let's not forget, there are legitimate cases for for transparent coins as well. Um, Not that you know, not that many of us in this community it's kind of in our wheelhouse, but certainly like when you think of things like uh government finances, anything where there's a public body, actually it's preferable to have a completely auditable and transparent blockchain um, versus something where it's, where it's, where it can be private.
1: If, if um, I might, if I might weigh in here, I, I don't, necessarily think uh that there is an equivalence to an aggressive marketing to a toxic marketing and i realize the line can be subtle and different people are going to see it in slightly different ways but in my opinion being blunt is something that um, can be very very easily said like oh that's toxic or that's aggressive or that's whatever Um, you know bluntly telling somebody the truth is never Good. I mean, well, not never good, sorry. I mean, never palatable. Uh, it, it doesn't feel good for the people that are trying to hold desperately on to this kind of truth. And depending on how hard they're trying to hold on to this truth, you may need to state the truth in a more and more blunt way to kind of counteract how tightly they're holding on to it. Um, people like to think Bitcoin's privacy is enough, that the pseudonymity is enough for XYZ circumstances. And th- I mean, a huge part of this issue comes in that. Very few people have defined their threat model. Very few people know what enough privacy means. Very few people understand privacy technology in general. I always say that blockchain technology is not privacy technology. They are two separate disciplines and require two separate understandings. And the marrying of the two is even harder to do. And even fewer people can do that or understand that well and effectively. So really you're speaking into people's ignorance here um which which kind of sucks and sometimes you have to be blunt about it we've um i think a multi-pronged approach is not on isn't would would be very effective in the sense that we can have some blunt marketing we can have some non-blunt marketing uh honestly dude i'm gonna be 100 percent honest, and i've said this before i believe bitcoin is a threat to society i don't want it to be mass adopted everyone's like mass adoption mass adoption i would fight tooth and nail for it to be messed up for it to not be mass adopted sorry i don't want Bitcoin out on the streets for everyone to use, because this gives the government a huge, not just the government, corporations, individuals who have the ability to stock or or, or have this motivation to stock or, or any of these kinds of things. Like it gives just such a massive amount of power to anyone and everyone, especially those who already have a lot of power, like large corporations or governments. Bitcoin is a threat to society. This is how I see it. And to me, it's adoption would be detrimental to us and to freedom in general. Not just financial freedom, but freedom in general. So uh, I don't know, man. To me, speaking bluntly sometimes is just the way it's gotta be. You can't you can't sugarcoat not And it's
2: it's like kind of telling when you say, hey, Bitcoin is a surveillance coin. And they come back not with, you're wrong, it's not a surveillance coin. They say, oh, that's mean. <laughs> Like, if the best thing that you can come back with is, oh, how how could you say that? That's mean. That's heretical. Like, take a deep look inside. It's true.
0: If I can quickly interject here, I think that um, to to Jethro's point, it's, I don't think those who are saying something as a surveillance point are necessarily coming at it from a, a provocative standpoint in terms of wanting to pick a fight for superficial reasons. And I know that that's a major concern. I think, in the bitcoin community and other communities they may see it as a superficial attack and so i think it's important that we reach those individuals in a way where they're understanding of it but um sometimes that you know there are people that just aren't going to listen for a wide variety of reasons so you kind of need to marry these together and so i think it's important that we have both of these perspectives here saying you know, we shouldn't just be purposely offending people and likewise we do need to get the information out. So let's do the best job we can at doing that in the best way possible. Hopefully the fewest people will actually get mad for what I'm gonna call you know, reasonably legitimate reasons. <laughs> um you, you were you were nodding along there, Scott. Did you have any comments you wanted to add? Uh no, yeah, I mean
6: I was just because that, I didn't want to interrupt, you know, some good speeches. But yeah, I mean it's it's uh I I think to your point, I I think it's worth highlighting that some people like unfortunately due to the monetary nature of these open source projects, it invites a certain degree of tribalism that you wouldn't necessarily. I mean you do have tribalism at like, you know, Arch versus Debian and whatnot, but there, there are some people who you have to realize kind of like they will not be untrenched from their position of, you know, BTC is the best. And I know there's been tweets, I think JT uh, commented on that I found humorous of, uh, you know, people who think Monero centralized or it's blockchain is or something to that effect. I can't remember the exact quote on Twitter. Um, some people here might yeah. know what I'm referencing. But, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so, I mean, some people, unfortunately, you know, it, your time is better spent elsewhere. So, But yes, uh, I I agree with the general sentiment. I think it's worthwhile to take perhaps a more aggressive approach, because I know in the meetups that I attend here in um, Arizona on a monthly basis, there's still very much the myth that uh, Bitcoin is anonymous or pseudo anonymity is enough for me kind of deal. Um, But yeah, so.
1: Uh, If I can say one more, slightly unpopular thing. I think there's a lot of people that are like, oh, we need to reduce tribalism. Tribalism needs to reduce in this space. And I I agree with this to a small extent. Um, But I think this is a losing battle. Uh, Humans are tribalistic by nature. It is how we survived. It is how we evolved. It is how we became to be the masters of this world that we are. Um, Humans are tribal. We find our tribe. This is where we feel like we belong, all this kind of thing. And I think... Uh, working with this, embracing this to an extent, uh, not trying to weaponize tribalism against other people, but use it as a means for productivity and uh, um, and getting things done. Uh, as well, if you're trying to change mindsets, you still have to work with tribalism. so, uh, because you just can't break it. It's just so deeply ingrained in us. I, I know us humans always like to think we're more than the sum of our parts. We can be better than what we are. And maybe that's true to some extent. I don't want to get too philosophical. and uh, But uh, in, in some sense, we have to work with who we are and as people as human beings and what we are and so i think working with this tribalism like if we want to expand this out then maybe we extend expand out from the tribe of monero to the tribe of privacy which encompasses a lot more things like free open source software as a whole encryption you know password stuff um sorry uh password managers and potentially other coins that are doing uh more research into privacy so like um, I don't want to, you know, get, uh get too many tomatoes thrown at me, but uh, like Zcoin looking into Lelantis, which is highly um, praised by MRL. And then, you know, Serang did a, a spinoff of Lelantis for Triptych. And
2: Zcoin and their researchers have been doing some really interesting work with our researchers. Like they don't. Don't
0: knock them, they're, they're actually... Okay, yeah, right very, very quickly, I'm going to interrupt um, before we switch topics really quickly. there oh, are three like blocks about to remaining.
2: fork or something?
0: Yes, we're about to fork. You know, surprisingly, there's a reason we scheduled this chat. And the reason is that uh, three blocks remaining um, until uh, the Monero you know, upgrades. So everyone and we're pay 100% attention to get ready. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, so before we move on to another topic, uh, Jethro, was there anything else that you wanted to say on that topic? Very briefly, I just want to make sure you have a
7: chance to give your uh, yeah. give, make, sure, make your opinion included. So, so the thing is, I, I don't disagree with anybody's, with anybody with anything anybody's just said. I, I just think it's, I just think maybe it's just a, a note to myself more than anything. But I think we just need to be quite careful with labeling um, other cryptocurrencies, Bitcoin included. Um, something in such a negative connotation and and it might be just in how and where we say it rather than uh, rather than anything else because yes bitcoin can be used as a surveillance coin um it can also be used for other things uh so i guess it's just a it it is really just a, a note to myself more than anything uh because i'm the one that ends up quite quite often on on twitter as a as S. M. Scott just pointed out, like trying to defend the Monero stance, um, and I, I think we'll we'll be better serviced like defending our own goals and ideals if we're not too um, not too co- combative or, to, or or label other coins too too easily, basically.
5: Fork,
0: fork, fork.
1: Yeah, sorry, I'm just, okay, refreshing, thank you, Jethro. For, I'm just
2: refreshing a fourth page right
0: now. <laughs> yeah, so at this point I think we're gonna take a small break from the chat and just focus on hitting a five. Uh, I'm typing status on my name, and I'm still seeing uh eight four three eight four three zero. Um, does anyone to see three one yet?
5: I got three zero right here. Yeah, I'm
0: Three zero. Right.
5: Mining at 92 hashes right. per
1: um, second. Uh, Guys, we yeah. have 100 127... I just
0: noticed that Ismus joined.
5: That,
1: that's a lot of people.
0: Ismus joined. Would you like to introduce yourself very briefly, Ismus? You joined amid, amidst all the chaos. But um, we have three blocks remaining before the hard fork happens. The network, network upgrade happens. Oh, he's muted. Maybe he's. You can you can happen whenever you want to miss. He's probably just waiting until the actual block shows up, and then he's gonna ruin all. He's gonna take the spotlight.
4: Maybe he doesn't does. Does
0: Damon have like a mode where you just can say announce every block you find? <laughs> I really want. I was just thinking. I really need to add that.
2: Isn't it verbose? But...
0: Oh. Yeah, there should be a. Can I just like set something verbose?
2: Dash, dash, verbose,
5: or dash of v is generally verbose. Set log 4. Can I do, it while <laughs> do I need to stop and restart it? it? Don't yeah, do set look. log one 4. Of my is,
4: uh, one of my goals is I want to create a ZMQ like screensaver that was sort of similar to XMR chain, but on the command line.
0: It should do like you know about an hour before the fork, since the, the numbers are hard coded <laughs> into the software anyway. We need like a countdown mode with you know about an hour's worth of blocks going up. Just going up. New, block found, new block found, new block
5: found, like the Doctor Evil countdown behind you or something. Yes. there. There is a block notify Maybe. function now.
8: Oh yeah, that's another bug.
5: And it's uh yeah, it's a command line argument when you start the daemon
2: yeah, yeah that's, nine I want one that I have another I block one one that was just
4: continuous that was like a incursive front and that just pushed it sort of like a trying to think of an example. I don't know an example, but if I ever get it done I'll you'll
5: see it <laughs> as long as you make it matrix clicks and uh, all the numbers are flowing down the screen. oh that was the whole point, obviously. <laughs>
0: Oh, people are reporting they just found another one. Yeah, we're at four, three, two. we have one more to go. Oh,
5: well, they were doubles, we got a, got a twofer.
0: Last block, guys. We did, All those right. are like instant. Someone's holding out. We're, gonna, we're actually going to jump 100 <laughs> ahead in a second here. Block with holding okay. attack, eh? Hey? <laughs> attack. Isthmus, you are muted. Isthmus, you are muted. I know, I keep myself <laughs> muted is just the quality of the stream.
5: I updated the explorer, right? You guys were there when I did that.
0: Something about him improving quality of the stream. You know, I need to dry, I need to preserve my bandwidth here, so I can get the block before everyone else. So I'm just gonna leave.
5: Oh, <laughs> uh, Hick! Hick didn't do the um the mine the transaction competition again. Um, Hyc, however. Go to the bandwidth, however. uh, stand by.
4: Oh no! I use all the video. You're doing the video broadcast. It right?
0: is because it says you have a good connection. You're saying, "Oh, we're, we're eight, we're eight, four, three, three. We're there. We're there." Woo.
6: Yeah. The next block is the. So uh, now we are ra- mining a random one. X <laughs> All right,
0: let's. See it more. just doesn't <laughs> show up. Yeah, so
3: really the
0: next really block is the first random X block. Yeah, Isthmus, that's what happened last, last time. We were on here for about an hour waiting for the next block.
5: Well, my XM rig switched <clears throat> over to RX smoothly, so that's nice.
3: I can't believe, uh, oh, I think we forked. Yep.
2: Well, not yet, not until the first block.
3: Okay,
5: so. Yeah, as we do, we're. Okay. There's the height and the tip, those are two different things, apparently.
2: Can you make it just display the tip?
0: (laughs) I'm just hitting up, enter, up, enter, up, enter.
5: Oh, you're lucky your up works. For some reason, when I compiled mine, it just I get those. This is probably gonna take a while, I think. The
3: Pawnee song.
0: Oh. Um, I'm getting some background noise from someone. Oh, it's probably you, Lee. Can you mute yourself while you're not? Chatting, please. It may have been me. Thank you. <laughs> Alright, we're still waiting. Okay, so it looks
5: like forking now. forking
0: Fluffy Pony is working his way in. Fluffy Pony, are you here? Yeah, Forking in progress. He's muted. Knowing our luck, this will take another 20 minutes. <laughs> Two weeks. Yeah, he's muted. Video's off. He doesn't want to talk to us.
1: That's okay, because we don't want to talk to him.
5: Later, you said there were 140... Two weeks. Two weeks of fork.
2: Yeah, 143 people watching. You know, not a big audience. It's
5: small. It's... We should have just gotten a block. We oh, have...
0: yeah? Oh, no, we found it. We found four, three,
5: yeah. Four,
2: three, four. four. Yeah. We have the first
0: block. We have it.
5: All right, which pool got it? To be
6: I I look found, at the timestamps to see how my up, note one at least. I two found block. it.
5: I got it.
2: Farewell, Knight. You served us well. Woo! Random X worked.
4: It'd be awesome if a solo miner got it. That would be that would be just perfect.
1: Mm. So things didn't explode, right?
5: Well, not yet. Not yet. And a second ahead. block just and came in. No. Yeah, they yeah. should be coming in fast. Oh, fuck it up. Well, yeah,
6: someone oh, was supporting in the chat that their CPU has more uh, hash power. Oh, God, I'm at
0: four eight four three six. I think... I see 8.436. Yeah,
5: nice. we, we can get some reorgs, because... Be I was expecting, like, I,
2: I believe that CPUs are currently hashing,
3: I more than they were on yeah, Sorry. my understanding is CPUs go up by about a factor
2: of ten in hash rate. GPU's- yeah, I, I, I see eight four three six. Mine six, went seven. down actually, yeah, so
4: I'm surprised people report that. enable huge
8: pages? I I enable semi huge pages. Is that okay? <laughs> semi huge slightly huge kind of huge big enough
2: (laughs) so fluffy uh do you you have any words of praise for random I heard you were a huge proponent
8: (laughs) i feel like this is a try
2: I mean, I think that it's interesting that uh, to the community, that you you were vocally against Random X being adopted. I'm not sure if that's changed now, but uh, that, that was quite interesting that the community departed from uh, your expectations. I think.
8: I don't know if it was my expectations. So I is heard my he
0: single-handedly
8: added the picture. Yes. Well, actually I wanted to go straight to random Y, but uh, everyone wanted graphics <laughs> instead. Um I you know what it is, eh? I, I mean like so I have different views to to what the community holds in this particular uh, okay. issue. There are um, there's some people that share my share my views and there's some people that So those that of you in chat who are mining, are
0: you seeing successful hashes go through? Is everything saying, working okay from your yeah. end? Can you fluffy bunny? With with your Justin, story, you
3: don't,
2: you
1: don't Justin,
3: you're being rude. Um,
1: He's talking, and you're like,
3: "Oh, I, I don't know. I'm gonna am le-
1: gonna let you finish, but <laughs>
0: I I can't hear him. Oh, what? Oh, well, that's good. good. Do I should yeah, I reload? The rest uh, of us can.
1: Don't worry. It's not. It's not. Okay, I'll
0: reload. Sorry, I was not trying to be rude. I just cannot hear anything. Okay, <laughs> sorry. The
1: you're Anyway, go. go. Uh, actually, no, I can't. No, I can't hear him.
8: The I think we reached like this nice broad consensus that um, that RandomX is the way forward, and that we'll reevaluate. with it, but the community is certainly not obligated to um, to do what I think is cool. Um, they've never been obligated to do what I want to do, and I think this is just a another um, checkpoint in, um, in proving that Monero is decentralized, you know, it's, it's just part of a, of a very uh, real fact pattern.
2: Yeah. That has been, I think, uh, an interesting point. I, I have noticed that there are many people who try to act like Monero is individuals. Uh, and they'll they'll point out particular individuals as points of centralization in the protocol, and one of those has been literally people point at you still as being the decider in Monero, and I, I honestly think that's hilarious. I, you,
5: other than doing the builds, I think you've been pretty checked out of the ecosystem for what is it two years now? Ism, yeah, I think you're typing is uh, about. Someone's
8: typing it is. easily I loud. Can hear every
3: keystroke. It's best. There's a cascade Es-es. of keys. Whoa, who is typing? First?
6: Yeah, and you <laughs> can see the monitor the webcam down <laughs> I muted him. I,
2: I muted him. He <laughs> <You> just <laughs> It was crazy. It was
8: raining really,
7: really um,
8: hard. But uh but I think to, to get back to to get back to your point. Um for for the past probably I would yeah two years is probably a good estimate of when I started uh, handing things off yeah. to other people. Um, oh, actually, the people. the central point of, of anything, okay. um, and I think Nobody it's uh, I think it's ultimately a really good thing, right? That other people have stepped up because that was my concern. My my concern has never been I want to do everything. My concern has always been If not me, then who? And and what I've noticed is like the more I've stepped back the more people have stepped up. And that has been incredible to observe.
2: Yeah, I've, I've noticed that too. Like people find their pain points and if there's a pain point in the ecosystem, people are very happy to go and step up in order to fill in that position. And all, all that's really required is for people to step away and stop maintaining it and have the pain come back. Um, yeah. So it's, it's been yeah. very interesting to watch. Specifically, the deterministic builds... I think uh, you're. I, I'm going to say intentional delays on the builds have made deterministic builds much more, uh, uh, much more of a push towards them. I like guess a very smart move.
8: <laughs> I mean, you know, I'll, I'll take that compliment. Um, no, but seriously, like the, the builds really started to become a problem, and I kept, I kept having to like. Because you see that this this like long lead in between builds meant that my build environment went out of sync with like changes that have been ha- that have happened on, um, on, on on environments, and then like it's like oh guys it's time to build Fluffy you must build now it's time to tag and then I'm like oh, okay and then it takes me like a day to just like catch up on like you know what needs to happen okay cool and then I tag. And then it's like three days of mucking around with build bots and and my build environment and trying to figure out what happens, and like invariably it takes me like a week almost to like uh, get a get a CLI build out with like release notes, um and and just don't even talk about the GUI that's like another two weeks, um and it's I, I don't think it was intentional so much as just a. Um, exacerbation of um of, of all of the, the complexities that come with um with not having um cross and yetian of course forces cross compilation because it's the only way that's gonna come together um and i really like i have to I have to keep you uh, you you're cutting
2: out a little bit.
8: Sorry, um, I have to heap loads of praise on the charlatan who I met with in um, Sweden, Switzerland. Sorry, and um, and who was very excited about getting Giffen working. This is a few years ago, and you know he got really busy, and it got really difficult for him to finish it. And um, I think the pressure from the community really forced him to step it up and to to get uh, reproducible builds working and re- all. all
2: uh what is currently not in reproducible builds like what so i it's the cli and the gui are they both fully reproducible at this
8: point? some ways to go um to become fully reproducible uh the cli we we were falling behind on like the freebsd stuff and uh howard just like stepped it up just before this release and i think like got the thing working uh, probably like four hours before we tagged. So now we have pretty much every platform that we can ever possibly want or need uh, building reproducibly. Fantastic.
2: All right, Justin, what's the next topic? Or I'll uh, be wrapping this up because the fork has happened? Nothing seems to have blown up. How many blocks have we had?
0: We're still at 8436. The first topic is apologizing for not being able to hear someone and interrupting them several times. So
3: Oh come on, I was kidding. You're good. <laughs> that Jitsi.
0: Anyway. Um Jitsi works, um they, they just made another method of you being able to install it on Android, so you don't need to use a Google Play Store anymore, just FYI. Um they're still working on things. Um, I guess uh, one, one thing we really should talk about. Um, so same as it ever was, said that they, they couldn't participate today. But ask the question, is it time to move to an annual upgrade schedule rather than a biannual, twice a year upgrade Absolutely
2: schedule? Absolutely, 100%. Like, I Even even the process of coordinating, coordinating exchanges to update their clients in a six-month schedule, if we do anything breaking, like not a soft fork, I, I, unless we're literally just pulling a Bitcoin and doing soft forks and performance improvements, if Monero is going to be making breaking changes, doing it on a six-month schedule is going to be a nightmare. And I, yeah, I, I, think I don't you agree. I don't. I don't think we're going to be able to pull that off anymore, unless literally probably, if, if there is some sort of emergency fork that needs to happen in the next six months because of some absolutely catastrophic issue, maybe we could pull it off. But yeah, that those times are pretty much behind us at this point.
8: It's not feasible. I, agree. I think, um I think we, we, like, it's too early for ossification of the protocol. I think that it's unlikely that Monero will ossify with, like, ring signatures and a ring size um, as small as we currently have. Um, and there's so much work being done on replacements for that. But definitely, like, we're at a point where moving to annual just makes a whole lot of sense.
1: Well, well, hold up, hold up, hold up. Because remember, oh, wait, my, my video is off. You guys can't see my beautiful face. Remember that we have that big gigantic ring signature uh, thing that, it, that Serang has been working on um that is going to optimize and do some stuff uh which that one was that one major issues
2: right now though
8: CLSAG um, or what do
1: you are yeah 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 cl one? Yeah, one of those yeah, but, but i
8: mean is- even with even with really want to introduce such a massive change without it being on tech for like at least six months and having some auditing yeah
2: like with audits translations code freezes Uh, That didn't
1: stop us with Ring CT.
8: (laughs) (laughs) It was a different time. (laughs) Honestly, this is... Remember, we are a bunch of
1: amateurs.
8: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Look, I I would like to point out with Ring CT that we basically, like, had it on testnet and then, like, we are like, oh, the whole thing's broken. Let's just rip everything out and change it. (laughs) (laughs) We could never do that now.
1: Not after the pre-announcement. Don't
5: talk about that. Oh, <laughs> <you. laughs> well, we got
1: another block. All right, so it looks like things are moving along pretty swimmingly in terms of the blockchain.
5: Nanobull Bull got the uh, got one of the recent ones
2: reporting as our net hash like if we don't count at the
3: so I got a quick question uh, for Money or Diego given that we have this entire thing with the stacking sats, what is the alternative in Esperanto for Monero
2: I mean at least way back when it was called Tekoshis I don't think that's a thing anymore
8: yeah I, yeah, da- I, honestly, so David, I honestly... David pushed back hard on that um uh, well he first embraced it and then he pushed back hard on it um think that that we kind of agreed that um we would uh, we would just have like whatever nano, nano Monero's, so <laughs> nano Nero's. just, just layer supply,
2: supply by 10 to the 12th, and then, like,
8: we can... I, have, I read, like, it, I read an interesting... I read an interesting email from Satoshi that, um, that basically implied um, that the reason he'd added so many decimal places to Bitcoin was that he expected, fully expected, that the decimal place would move, not that the decimal place would stay where it is and we'd change what we call it. Um, so, <laughs> like I mean, that would be, look that. An interesting thing to do on uh, I'll be honest, guys.
2: I've
1: always thought that. A I've always thought that calling the smallest unit of something like the satoshi was so so stupid. And the Takai, I'm really glad we didn't go the Takashi yeah. route. piconero Mi- narrow, Oh my gosh, this stuff makes so much sense. It it's not like so culty and. It's not so culty. It's not so cringy. Metric, so.
2: metric is a cult. I didn't get you originally. the... Says the US. I didn't get you asked the... We used seven. Freedom Units. What What do you use?
0: Should use Freedom Units, obviously. Hard code Fahrenheit Sorry. somehow
8: into <laughs> the game. Yeah, there's 37.69 neat in the narrow... Centimeter narrows. No, no. no we've, got, we've yeah. got to have some sort of equivalent of like of like feet and uh, and inches, right? So we've got to have inches and neats and then miles, of course. Okay. Uh.
0: Okay. Is there any other major topics people want to cover during this cop chat? We've been running for you know over an hour at this point. I do, we're um, actually, we're, I'm happy to continue
2: um just i, I am so,
0: what was that no.
2: hmm? oh yes so, I, I am i am considering uh at least i made a post on the trading subreddit i'm interested to know what people think about the idea of not listing uh, exchange pairs or exchanges that do not deal with monero uh, so that would be like for example derivatives so a futures exchange where you deposit Bitcoin, uh, bet Bitcoin against somebody else who bets Bitcoin, and then have a value change based, that's a derivative off, off of the price of Monero. There's no Monero that's traded hands, no Monero that's stored on the exchange, no Monero backing. I, I would argue that's not trading Monero, and therefore those people shouldn't be able to advertise on our platforms. I, that's That's a very controversial view but I'm curious what people think there yeah yeah
8: <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah
2: yeah okay I'll just I'll make a thread and no video comment on it because it sounds complicated
1: That's how but at least you'll speaker. put in
6: a request for comment
2: so. yeah
5: Sorry, I was trying to figure out why Pullen found a block. They said they were going to stop mining after the fork.
2: Somebody uh, in chat says, ask Fluffy what he thinks about the idea of labeling Bitcoin as a surveillance coin. He's interested to hear your thoughts.
8: Okay, good question. Go ahead. (laughs) Hmm. So, okay. So, so here's my thought. My thoughts are that... um, if Monero's success relies on attacking Bitcoin, we're probably not going to be very successful. Um, I, uh, I, I just I feel like Bitcoin has, and it's not going to go away. Any, gain from. Okay. Yeah. Repeat that. Repeat that. Uh, last five seconds. Fine. <laughs> Um, I, I, th- I mean, like, like if Bitcoin's not, let, let's say that the worst case scenario, uh, Bitcoin has a sufficient mind share and sufficient um, investment from large companies and people to survive for the next 10 years. What is gained from going out and publicly trying to slam Bitcoin? Um, I, I think that, that people know that Bitcoin is not private. Um, I think that that, that's been made abundantly clear, and I don't have a problem repeating that and and reminding people that Bitcoin currently suffers from a privacy problem. At the same time, I don't think that our, um, I don't think it's a good pitch to be like Bitcoin sucks and we rule. Seems kind of weak.
1: Uh, See, so the. The issue here is not necessarily that we rule Monero rules. It's like we need some sort of transactional privacy and this kind of bolt on stuff that that these people are are throwing onto the Bitcoin and saying, this is this is just as good. Uh, man, like, dude, I can tell you going to all the conferences, sitting at the tables and talking with the people, talking with the maximalists where I'm talking with this guy and I'm like, yes, yeah, the problem is CoinJoin has very fragile privacy. They're like, oh, you just wish it was private. I mean you just wish it was fragile and I and so I go into technical reasons why and they're like oh well I'm not really technical so I can't really respond to that but just know that bitcoin's going to win and it's, it, what what really what really grinds my gears man is just that these bitcoin maximalists have devolved into this huge lack of critical thinking and they're no better than the ICO people and when you Try to talk with them that their privacy stuff is not going to be enough. They come back at you very, very aggressively just because like you're right, it, Bitcoin has this mind space, but it's a cult, man. And so like when they're getting other people into their cult, that's their whole goal. Just get other people into the cult, stack sats, you know, just... Uh, it's like if I if it's like if I have to watch my whole family go one by one into multi level marketing schemes. Like at some point, I have to stand up and I have to say, "Guys, no, this isn't the way to do it. You're not going to make money. You're going to lose money. Um, there, there's other ways to do this kind of thing." And unfortunately, I think the Bitcoin community. Is very very aggressive. You look at a lot of the people on Twitter or various social platforms or who have a big voice in the community. A lot of them are very aggressive. That only Bitcoin, only Bitcoin, and everything else is a shitcoin. And you know, uh, Monero is not good enough. And it's 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 very strange. Um, I, I say a lot that I'm not married to Monero. Like I want there to be more competition. I want there to be other things that adopt privacy. And heck, if Bitcoin was to adopt privacy on a a mandatory base level, which will never happen. But if they were to do that, then who needs Monero? I don't care if Monero dies, as long as we have some sort of transactional privacy Whoa, that is also what immutable. what did you
8: say? That you don't care? <laughs> what? No, well, I, I think, uh, no, he, he raises a good point. He doesn't mean he literally wants Monero to die. I mean, but at the end of the day, the, the aim here is can we make sure that users have a privacy enhancing choice um, a privacy-enhancing option. It doesn't matter what that option is. And, and I agree with you, Rera, on that point. However, and, and I will say this, I do not, I, I feel like the people that you're referring to are never going to be won over, at least not by trying to reason with them logically. Um, in many ways, it's like someone trying to reason with you logically that uh, Wafflecoin is superior to Monero because they have a grid showing that Wafflecoin is uh, more secure, more private, and just better than everything. And it's got little ticks next to all of those line items and big Xs next to Monero and Bitcoin. I mean, it's most people that we're talking about are decidedly non-technical. And even if they have a smattering of, of technical knowledge, it's almost too much, too little, rather. It's just enough to be dangerous, um, and so they they make a bunch of assumptions based on very little knowledge. And you're just, no matter how much you try, you are never going to convince them, just like you will never be convinced of their position, just like you will never convince um, uh, somebody who believes in a flat earth that the earth is round. So I think that having these arguments is not constructive. Um, it's more tiring and ultimately, it costs them less to create the nonsense than it costs you to refute it. So we're better off putting our head down and building.
1: Sure. Let's see, and, and, Gonna t- I, I'm, I'm not going to stay on this for much longer, but uh, to kind of move back to my MLM example, what you're saying, these people, I'm never going to be able to convince them. That would be like me going to the people that are selling my family this MLM and trying to convince them to get out. No, no, no. I'm talking about going to my family who is listening to this multi-level marketing stuff and telling my family, no, this isn't the thing to do. I'm not talking about going after Tone Vase. I'm not talking going after Jimmy Song and trying to convince them of Monero superiority. Who cares about these guys? I'm talking about all the people that, these, uh, all the people that are listening Listening to these guys, they, the, their stance, not just theirs, but a lot of the Bitcoin maximalists is very aggressive and they, they have the power to be aggressive because Bitcoin is on top. You know, they can kind of come from this really, really tall place and like, yeah, see, I know what I'm talking about. Bitcoin's on top. And so I can I can sure. be very aggressive. I'm not talking about convincing these guys. I'm talking about the people listening to these guys saying, hey, this isn't true. And sometimes you got to put a blunt, this isn't true.
8: So, so let me let me make a suggestion to you and to anyone else who wants to go down this road. Find somebody who has become convinced that Monero has some value, who's new. Ask them about their journey, and then find somebody who has become that who's become convinced that Bitcoin is the only way, and ask them about their journey. Try and understand how people have come to certain conclusions, and I think you will find that. It's not certainly not by creating something that is the equivalent of the XRP army. I don't think we're gonna win on minds and hearts through doing something like that. But I think it is by this slow, steady onset and, and um, increase in the mainstreaming of privacy. And with that, we have to thank companies like Apple as much as we might buck against some of the decisions that they make. Apple has this year, done a great deal to make privacy cool and mainstream. And I think that that Monero needs to adopt that idea of, like, privacy is a thing we should all have. What do you mean your currency that you're using doesn't have privacy? What do you mean you put your money in the bank where the bank goes and spills your secrets to hundreds of other organizations? Why would you do that? That's crazy. Do you go to the bathroom, a public restroom, and leave the door open? No, you don't. So why would you go use a bank like for most of your transactions? Why would you go use a traceable currency? That's just weird. It's not it's not wrong to believe in Bitcoin, but it is weird to rely on it for privacy. I mean, that's just odd, right?
7: I think uh, I think you make a really good point as well, Rick. That, um like with with the analogy of Apple, because Apple don't go go around basically attacking everybody else for their lack of privacy. They they quietly get on with building good products, or you know, you know that's their whole mantra. Build, you know, build a product that people can use, etc., etc., etc. It just so happens that it's really recently that they've started like talking about their privacy, really. But they but they've been doing this for years. They've been they've been you know they had they they've had like end to end encryption for years. They they didn't need to. They didn't need to go around attacking everybody else that wasn't doing that. They focused on what they were building. And that's why I really like your your point of like the best thing. The best thing we can do is just keep building and keep building good products, basically. And that ultimately that's going to win long term rather than rather than getting into arguments with people.
8: Yeah, and already, guys, I can tell you, as somebody who spends a lot of time fighting with people on Twitter, maybe too much time. <laughs> some might argue. Uh, I I think that um, and, and it's not to say that it's a waste of time. I I call people out on Twitter because I know that other people are going to read that and benefit from it, but I can tell you that 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 uh, in all honesty, some of my time, maybe a large portion of it, would probably have been better spent building than fighting. Um, and and I think. There's a, there's, there's a middle ground, right, because you also don't want to build and no one knows what you're doing. So you also have to be vocal, but it can't be vocal from the position of um, your thing sucks um, and look at the cool thing we're building. I think it has to be from the position of, like, why would you not want privacy? I mean, like, that's just odd, and look at the cool thing we're building. I, I gather by the silence that I've said something good.
7: Indeed.
0: Okay. Are there any other topics, any other things that people want to add uh, for this coffee chat before we wrap it up today?
3: If I may. The CCS uh, so. is working again.
1: Um, the, the, whoa, whoa, whoa. CCS is working again. Uh, it was being moved the past few days as a precaution after the bust of our, uh, one of the getminerror.org servers. Um, so it yeah, was not oh. working um,
8: yesterday since. What... Uh, they're That's still busy with the order. They're currently trying to recover data of the SSD. Um, it's, you know, like this thing is taking a little bit longer than than I'd hoped. Uh, I am hoping to have a post bottom up relatively soon. Um, and, yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll keep everyone in the loop uh, with regards to that. But in terms of our infrastructure, so that box remains cordoned off. Um, we've moved completely up that data center just out of an abundance of, uh, of caution. Um, I don't suspect that someone physically in the data center... Um, uh, compromise that box. But just as a, uh, you know, really out of an abundance of caution, it's like it's pulled out of there and, and set up shop elsewhere. Um, and, and they've been incredibly accommodating with that. So, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens. Um, I think we have a, a much better setup. This has been a very big wake up call. Um, we've learned a lot. We didn't have log shipping as an example which meant that wiping out the logs was pretty easy. Um now we have like real-time log shipping, so if someone does anything like they they can compromise that box wipe the logs, but it doesn't change the fact that those logs have already been shipped. So there's lots of lessons that we learned. And I think it's you know it's 2019, almost 2020. Um a, a lot of the uh the um Attitude in Infosec has changed recently, not recently, but over the past few years from um, defense to discovery. Um, people are realizing that that there's only so far, so much that defense can do, there's only so far it can take you, and um, the real trick is finding out when you've been compromised, not if. Um, so that's been a big lesson for us as well. I, I feel like um, there's, preventing it is, likely, um, hard to impossible, especially if you're a target, and especially if you're a target for um, state organs, which, you know, frankly, Monero is. Um, And so if we go down the logical progression, it's like, well, if we can't prevent it, even though we take excellent precautions, what can we do to discover it faster? Because one of the issues here was that we were very slow to discover it in like like as a a DevOps workgroup. And, uh, and so that's something that we're really working on is faster discovery, um, you know, making sure that the heads and, and the firm and so on are not sort of so self-contained that they're easy to take down. Um, and, and really just understanding um, uh, how we detect attackers early on in the, in the game. Um, and feed them into honeypots if we need to, you know, in order to, to sort of provide some barriers that give us more insight into um, how attackers are poking and prodding at our infrastructure. Um, so lots of lots of work on stuff like Greylog and, and Splunk Cloud, um, which we weren't really touching in any meaningful way before. Thank you, Fluffy. Uh, what were you saying before that, Diego,
2: before I so quickly, uh, interrupted?
1: Oh yeah. So now the CCS is working. We have two proposals that are waiting for funding. Both of them are more than 50% done. We have Brandon Goodell, otherwise known as Suray Noether, one of our MRL researchers, um, asking for another quarter, November, December, and January. And November is already almost over. So he has been working anyways. Let's try to get that funded. Yeah. You guys can go to ccs.getmonero.org and then find the funding required thingy. Um, and then the other one is C three, uh, so thirty six C three, the Chaos Communication Congress, which happens in Germany, December twenty seventh through the thirtieth or the thirty first. It's the biggest hacker I'll conference, conference in Europe. Um, I'll uh, be there. there.
8: And I'll be to there make happen. What's up? I'm gonna be at CCC this year, guys. Yay, so please
2: come.
1: yay!
0: Yay!
2: Okay, Justin, was there anything else that's on our docket?
0: Nope, nothing on the docket. We did forget to read that poem, though. Do you want to read the poem? It. Need money ninety? No, not for we'll just time. link it. Okay, need money ninety is going to link you a poem that was, uh, you know, the night before Acts uh, that someone made and, and shared on Twitter and Reddit earlier. Um, other than that, absolutely. Can you share it with me and then I'll in Jitsi and then I'll share it on YouTube because I don't think you can post links.
1: Can we, um, can we uh, end with yeah. the pledge of allegiance
8: to Monero? No, <laughs> uh,
3: no, we're
8: not cult. <laughs> Wait, what happened to the Church of Manero's prey? I thought we did that.
5: <laughs> uh-huh. So
8: Diego is. Not
5: dead.
2: Still around.
0: Early in the chat, uh, Ricardo Diego and, uh, mentioned that he had a pledge that he gave every day, and I put him on the spot to come up with uh, come up with one, and. Um, mm. So, so, you, so you missed that. It was like in the first five minutes or so of this stream.
1: Yeah, all right, guys. I'm going to be hopping off. Okay. But thank you so much, uh, Justin, uh, for hosting, as always. And really glad that everything went off without a hitch. Uh, great to be here. Goodbye, my adoring fans and public. Happy Random Xmas,
2: guys. <laughs>
8: and thanks to all the people Absolutely. that did work on this release.
2: Yes, thank you to everybody. Yep. Thanks,
8: everyone, for joining.
2: Um, We'll catch you in the next coffee chat. Bye. Bye -bye. Bye Bye-bye.